little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble Good day to you, uh, this is Ekana Mazur, and uh, I remain your host, Gideon. And today we'll be talking about Romance Circus. I call it the Romance Circus. Um, let's, let's take a brief into Rome itself. Why was the circus built? Now we know that um, the Greeks, they had two kinds of um democracy rather we had two kinds of democracy and for that democracy they had the representative democracy and they had the participatory democracy now for the representative democracy the one that they practiced was participatory democracy where everyone had to really go up to the house the the house of assembly and speak for themselves so public speaking was a skill. Public speaking was something that people were willing to pay for. People were willing to put down their money for and learn. Public speaking was something that um, um, was a high skill, like high income skill. Then if you know how to speak publicly, then you can teach it. And a lot of people were willing to pay a lot to learn that as of that time because you need to know how to speak in front of crowd, in front of the public. You need to know how to address a lot of people uh, the governmental officials and also citizens like yourself you need to know how to address them properly then in 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 greece in greece and uh, and also in rome this participatory democracy is something that um most of these philosophers that originated from greece and uh they they pass on the information they pass on the education of participatory democracy to citizens and to their followers and disciples now, what we have or what we practice nowadays is called the representative democracy, where we have to elect a person who is going to be a voice to a particular province or a particular state. And that is representative democracy. So the Roman circus was built because um, they, they built a very big circus. They bring in gladiators who are going to fight and kill themselves or they kill Christians or they put in horse games, you know, and they pay these gladiators very well. So it's just like a sports. They, they bring in something so that people will be distracted. Now, a lot of people will go to the circus. They're going to pay for the circus. They're going to pay to sit down uh, for the circus. They'll pay to, to stay there and watch and shout, you know, to get the entertainment. And um, the reason why they did this is so they can get them distracted from what really matters. So when the people are making noise about some particular things, when the people are making noise about things that are not in order, what the um, the Roman officials and the governmental officials, what they do is that they bring in the circles. They distract the people totally. They set up the circles. They set up games. They set up athletic things, athletic games, killings, gladiators, fights, and all that. And then the people are distracted. Why? Because they have emotionally connected with the people through these different sporting events and different um, categorized uh, uh, sports. So... If that has been articulated with them in their inner chambers and they know how to really go about the people, 
the main part or the main point of it is that this distraction is the goal because when the people are distracted and they're taking unaware it is very possible to penetrate the system without them knowing it is very possible to obtain from them without them knowing why because they've um uh, they've pinched up a part where they can easily and they can they can easily be distracted so it's just something that really really you know goes deep down it goes it goes far beyond and uh the roman circus is still here today because we still practice it it's, well, how do i mean by we still practice it and that's why they pay athletes they pay footballers a very high amount of money they pay um you know baseballers they pay long tennis players a lot of money they pay all these athletes a lot of money why because they are entertaining we all it's a roman circus so i want to talk about the roman circus here in our country here in nigeria here in africa there are things that we do not really um we're not really meant to be putting our focus on and there are things that we're facing economically but for the fact that we are not paying full attention to it they bring up a roman circus in different diverse means and these things are being sponsored fully these things are being catered for fully if you bring up an idea or you bring up something that's going to help the country economically they will not i repeat they would not want to favor that they would not want to sponsor that they won't want to project it because it's going to help the country economically and they don't want that they want us to be crippled they want us to be manacled and when we're manacled in such a way our fingers our limbs are manacled in in that way it is very easy to penetrate the economy it's very easy to take what is ours from us it's very easy to take our property from us our heritage from us you know they kind of uh, give us um, power electric uh, power electric supply and when they do that a lot of people are happy for it and it is insane for this is our right and yet we are happy that it is being given to us you know so what do they do let let, let us check up uh, let us check some dots all right let, let let's trace the dots now if you were if you're there for the NSAS protest and you you stayed for the NSAS protest, you understand the fact that uh, immediately after the NSAS protest and the killings, there was BB Niger, Big Brother Niger. It was fully sponsored. You know, they had a lot of giveaway and stuff. And a lot of people got their mind engaged and they kind of like forgot about the, um, the NSAS. So why did they bring up the BB Niger? Uh, it's a Roman circus to get us distracted and to get us lose focus. Now, a lot of people get emotionally tied to all these things, and when they get emotionally tied to all these things, it's a plan. You know, what will engage the people's mind totally, what will engage them into entertainment, what will engage them fully. When they saw that uh, most of the artists in the country were fully in support of the NSAS protest and as of that time during the NSAS protest there was no such thing as the Boko Haram or such thing as um, insurgency or such thing as insecurity or kidnapping there was no such thing as that there was no even such thing as coronavirus records all those things went down why because the perpetrators and the people behind all these things were fully focused on how to end the protest they were fully their minds were fully focused so there was no way that they could still you know put the country or play 
anybody when the country is one when people were united together and that unity was what scared them the most and so um what they do is that okay let us get these people's mind off what is really happening and then they sponsor the big brother niger and that really worked that really worked you know i'm sorry to say but i feel that we are very um we are very very medical enough to the level that we can easily be swayed in the country where there's full hardship and economical downturn economical downfall and uh, the sustainability is not something that can be promised at all we are very very um, um, naive to such projections of programs and then they bring up the big brother niger and yet we still have another reality show there are other there are other reality shows that are there you know other reality shows that are there just to bring about the uh, the distraction the common distraction that we find and it's strange really it is it is so strange because you know I, I find it very amusing for the fact that um, a lot of citizens, even at that short period of time, got engaged into all these reality shows that is not helping us economically, that is not um, helping us in any way to boost our finances, it's not helping us. Instead, it is taking our finances from us, but um, it's not helping the current situation of hunger in the country, it's not helping the current situation of lack of homes and shelter, accommodation prices being skyrocketed. It's not helping the um it's not helping in the medical sector it's just a bloody entertainment it's not even helping in security it's not helping in education it's not helping in nothing it's not helping and it's amusing to find that uh, rather i'm not even surprised to find that uh, most of our citizens and most of our people will be fully engaged into such a thing it is very very amusing that they be engaged into into such and you know it's, it's quite it's quite hard it's quite difficult to try to educate people on this because they say they want to get their minds off but yet you're not building an economy that will fully get your mind off and give you the freedom that you deserve so the roman circle sets in and when it sets in people are emotionally engaged and the entertainment gets into their head and now they start to vote now they start to put in money now they start to raise funds after just um, before the election for this 2023 election, just a month before the election, they brought about the Big Brother Nigeria again. That is another Roman circus, and that is a distraction. Are you tracing the patterns completely? You can see that the distraction is up in the air, and they're trying to get our minds off a lot of things through the entertainment. But um, for now, there, there's um, there has been a build-up of emotional uh, of emotional rupture usurping for the fact that a lot of people want change and this cannot be ignored so i'm, I'm pretty sure that the the rate at which people applied for the big brother niger was pretty low and that's why they had to share it with south africa now imagine this imagine this imagine this completely that a month just before the election they are doing that just to distract us so that we would not fully and guess what all these things are fully sponsored these things are fully like they are fully fully sponsored 
Now, if you bring up things that are very educative, trust me, you're going to find it very hard and very difficult before you get sponsored. Trust me, I've been there. I raise up, I own an organization and um, a foundation for children, education and teenage uh, uh, education, running an educational philosophy on potential development and how people can become resources to build a better nation, a better world towards the economy zero. And yet, um, it's very difficult for to find sponsors. I have little patrons, but to find major sponsors to help in that organization, it is that foundation, it is way, way difficult. So you can imagine, you can imagine how, how cringe it is to actually get support in your own country for something that is positive. It's a Roman circus and the distraction is on and a lot of people are taking unaware. And the thing is, um, during, if you trace all the period of all these things, some people will say I'm against the Big Brother Niger. I don't just see how the Big Brother um, Niger is, is really profiting us as of the time. In this time, I don't think that is what we need. I don't think that is what our focus is meant to be on. I don't think that is what's we actually need now we do not need the big brother niger the big brother africa stopped these things they had to stop because even the originators of the big brother africa they could see it was not an economic um it was not an economic revenue and even if it is an economic revenue it is an economic revenue to only those that are doing it to only those that are organizing it because the organizers want to see their profit. But how is that helping us in having homes? How is that building a billion homes for us? How is that catering for the future, you know, children, for the future of us and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to come? How is that fostering all these things and the vision? How is that building medical centers? How is that training doctors? How is that getting better medical equipment and facilities? How is that? How is that helping in the educational sector to educate truly what uh, properly education really means? You know, how is that? How is that actually helping in food security? How? Just tell me how. It's not. Instead, the more these things and these programs are sponsored, the higher rates of inflation we're going to have in the country. Yes, the rate of inflation is going to increase due to the fact that they have sponsored programs. Therefore, they skyrocketing their price would not mean anything. Skyrocketing their price due to the economical um, and drain will not mean anything because they have every right to since they are sponsoring programs in the country itself. And these are the things that we want to get sponsored for. And it is quite sad. So you see a lot of people raising funds. There's their GoFundMe for different celebrities. GoFundMe for Elena. GoFundMe for Mercy. GoFundMe for this. GoFundMe for that. It is quite very odd and very stupid. I'm very sorry to say, but it is quite very odd and very stupid that we can pay tithes to a church where, uh, or to a place we call a church where, um, you know have have the tendency to build you know facilities to help aid in humanity and yes they cannot provide shelter for people they cannot do such a project we can help we can raise funds um for 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 these big brother niger we have a go fund me you know where are we really putting our resources have we been brainwashed have we really been you know duped in our mentality for thinking sake that we cannot think aright we cannot 
putting our money properly for good economical use. So there's a GoFundMe for this particular celebrity and this particular celebrity and this particular celebrity who in turn doesn't even know where you live, who in turn doesn't even care about you, who in turn is just after their pocket because everyone is just hustling, everyone is just trying to make ends meet, who in turn is not does not give a damn about where you stay or how you feed but yet you shout and scream from your own house and, and, and your own city room you shout and scream from your from your own devastation to 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 help raise funds for this person because all in the name that you love this person you wish that this person could win the country is not in that economical state right now to start celebrating one celebrity or the other. No, instead we need all celebrities to work together for the economical good. That's what we need. That's that's the necessity. That's the necessary thing that we actually need. And so you can do a GoFundMe for a Big Brother Niger um, celebrity. You can do a GoFundMe for a particular celebrity who doesn't give a damn about what you're going to eat tomorrow. You can give a go, do a GoFundMe for all those kind of people, but you can't do a GoFundMe for agriculture. We can raise a GoFundMe for shelter. We can raise a GoFundMe for medical insurances and medical facilities or to buy proper medical, um, um, to buy proper medical equipment and build proper medical centers we can raise a GoFundMe for that we cannot tithe to have a better security system we can tithe to have a better educational system really we cannot tithe so that there can be proper transportation system or railway railway lines or rail lines rather in order to transport our goods and make it very cheap for the entire country and the economy at large we cannot tithe or we cannot do a GoFundMe to ensure that there are lands that are being bought and then we are planting seeds I said if you want to own a first of all we have to own the flower we have to own the flower meal we have to own the flower itself we have to own the things the natural resources that are going to be producing this flower we have to own the sugar plantation we have to own the the um we have to own the sugar plantation we have to own the cows where we can actually milk things from we can get the pure milk from we have to own all these things we have to own it of course we have to own it and when we own it then only then through the natural resources can we refine can we reprocess and then um, bring out bread we can produce bread and sell it at our rate selling it to other countries at a very expensive rate is not our business that is commerce about trying to sell out and make money and also raise revenue in as much as we raise revenue in our country we are trying to raise revenue and selling out to other countries that is what is called trade and i think that's what our forefathers who i feel were educated in their own sense because they were providing solutions they were providing solutions the kings then were providing solutions for their people they knew how to trade africa was one of the best trading centers in the entire world as of the medieval times africa has always stood out any crowd so that in, in the face of other countries and that's why you know the, the 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 countries will be scared because they know the potential and the natural resources of of africa and what we can curtail they know all these things and if if africans should wake up you know it's the end for them it's the proper end for them so we all in the roman circles we are all in that circles you there, there, there's a go fund me but yet you can we can raise a go fund housing projects why don't we just raise funds so that we can just continually build houses because when we build all these houses we know that they're going to stay for years well structured fine labeled houses for us and for the children and the children to come why can't we do that 
where really is our mentality where is our thinking for course with all the whole books and all the universities and and you know education they claim which i feel is not proper education but education the claim and schooling and all that we still cannot think just look at what the cbn governor is doing the godwin emefiele i like his policy i i like the fact that he wants us to go um cashless and start using more of transfers and more so that things can actually be monitored i like that i like that fact he's trying to cop corruption in every possible way but first of all before you take a decision or make a decision on the country with the president's approval you need to ensure properly as a well-learned man and a person that is thinking or a person who actually went to school you need to also reason the fact that you need to create policies create platforms create um um ways at which this cashless policy can be implemented the cashless policy cannot be implemented properly in the society cannot be implemented properly in uh the country in different ways where the market people where trade can still operate then there's no point of having a cashless policy in the first place have you created a platform you've not created a platform for the tomato sellers you've not created a platform for the bus drivers you've not created a platform for those that are selling in the markets in the in the um the streets you've not created a platform for everyone so um, if those platforms are not created you do not have the right to just stop the, the cash flow like that and then create new policy design and then tell people that they cannot take more than these you know um, in a day and all that you know it is quite very absurd to think in such a way and we still harbor these men I'll call them leaders he is the president of the Central Bank of Nigeria the Central Bank of Nigeria so definitely you should have a, a thought process when it comes to cash handling, cash deposits, cash distribution, and cash availability. You should have a thought process when it comes to all that. But you know, just taking decisions like that. That is the same thing that happened during the 2016, uh, where we had um, we had a recession. You know, there was a food recession when this man actually just blocked down the borders and he did not first of all think about the food security and food availability of your own country first off before closing the borders for rice importation you would have ensured that is there enough rice that can go around to feed my people to feed over 200 million plus people is there enough rice if there is not enough rice then i, I cannot just shut down the borders like that we need to sustain so we can get enough rice that can sustain our people then we can shut down the borders on rice you understand by so doing we're making food available and then we're making the price to come down because now it is being grown in our land and we are patronizing ourselves and so we can also sell out to other countries who doesn't really have you know what we have and um, these things are not being met these things are not being calculated um positively these things are not being calculated correctly rather and instead of thinking about this, no, they just make decisions and boom, that's it. Shut down the borders. And when you shut down the borders, what happened to the price of rice? When the price of rice is not available, when there's inavailability of a particular product, what happens to the price? The price skyrockets. It goes up. It goes highly damn up. And there's no way that we can curtail, curtail this. Inflation is just a must because we commanded the inflation. I say we because we are the government. Okay. Now, it's his decision, not actually needing to seek from the people's advice and all that. But we commanded this to happen. There's no, um, 
There's no like two ways about it or this or that. We commanded it to happen. We commanded it to happen. So if you can understand, um, if you can understand what really uh, I'm talking about, you can really understand what's up, what I'm talking about and all that. You tend to understand that we've been fully distracted from what really matters. And that's the reason why I'm laying down the voice, I'm laying down the economy zero voice and the platform that we can come together, tie together, do a GoFundMe together, we can raise an economy together. It's not going to be hard if everybody say they want to sacrifice for the next five, ten years of their life in order to build an economy where they can all live and breathe and eat well and have good medical um, 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 facilities and, you know, I don't think that's, I don't think that is very hard for us. It's a very, it's a plain practical approach to achieving economical success. It's a plain practical approach because guess what? We have the lands. Guess what? We have the soil. We have the fertility. We have all these things. We have all these things. We have the facility. We have agriculture, but yet we're not looking into it. We can come together and raise a GoFundMe for agriculture and get into various agricultural schemes. We can come together and, okay, I'm contributing 5000 monthly for this cause and this is what I'm going to do for the next 10 years because it's all hands on deck. It's a sacrifice. We can come together and buy lands and start building homes for everybody. Build homes where, imagine where you're living in a home when 50 million people come together and they build homes. That means it's not one person that owns it. That means it's the entire country that owns it. And then to, in order to sustain the economy, um, the rent that will be paid is just like 10,000 Naira annually. If you're not a Nigerian by birth, you'll be paying, you know, you just have to be a Nigerian to enjoy the benefit. Now, do not call me a nationalist. I'm just trying, I'm doing what's best for us. And what's best for the economy that is the whole ideology well if you're not a nigerian you better marry one or you prove to be a nigerian and get your nigerian citizenship that'll be better so we're trying to build a home for us and then this same policy this same model can be distributed into other african countries it's an economical revolutional developmental change rdc and erdc it's economic revolution and developmental change that's what we're doing i want us to wake up from the roman circus i want us to really stand up from us to, to wake up from the slumber to stand up and, and stand for something that is quite more practical, something that is quite more enhancing for our economy. That's, that's exactly what I want us to stand up for. Something that we can, in the next 50 years or in the next 20, 30 years, we can sit down proudly and say that, yes, we are happy that we built an economy. We are happy that we built something. We are happy that we, we got something to work for, our, not only ourselves, but our children and the children coming after that. I want us to really hold hands together and say that we built something for them and say that we created something for them. I want, I want us to hold hands together and say, yes, we did this. We did this. I've said it before. If we don't wake up now, trying to educate the next generation that 
we'll do this mission and the thing is um i'll try my possible best to model the economy i will try my possible best to model it myself because as a leader who is leading the vision in order in in a way to 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 draw people nigh you need to lead by example i need to be the example myself and so i would try my best i don't have the money i don't have the cash i don't have the i don't have it all but i would try my best to ensure that i model this maybe when i build houses and i slash the price for rent it would be an example for people to follow when i when i own farms and i slash the price due to sacrifice and charity so people can wake up and see that it is possible that if one person can do it definitely everyone has the potential to do it coming together brings up a big force that cannot be shaken and that's the power of unity sacrifice and love that's what i'm modeling that's what i'm modeling So if I can train children and tell them that I can stand for them and I can sacrifice my time for them, my revenue for them, and I am interested in their potentials and I, 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 I you know, want to be there for them. I'm raising them in such way and they are seeing me as an example. They see me sacrifice. They see me get them things. They see me do all these things all in the name of love, all in the name to unite them together, to sacrifice for them. Therefore, they are growing with the mentality that they can also do the same. It's a model. I'm passing on a message I'm trying to pass on. And when they try to say thank you, I say, no, don't thank me. It's Jesus' gift for you, so thank Jesus. And apart from that, you would do it for other people. And that's that's the way to thank me. You do it for other people. Pass on the love. So you will raise others. Let us wake up from the Roman circus. Let us wake up from the circus and from the games. We can achieve the very best if we want to. An economic revolution, developmental change, economy zero. Join the movement. And please, if you're hearing this and hearing my voice, kindly send the podcast to as many people you feel that are tired and want a change. We can create the change ourselves. We need to build something and not engage in passive aggression. We need to build something. We need to build something. So please. The future is nigh. It's no longer a dream, it's a vision. We can achieve. This is economy zero. Peace.